When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Razaban IFL TV proudly sponsored by Evelos. Uh, delighted to have with me on Zoom the knowledge Spencer Ferron. Spence, good to see you. How are we? I'm really good, you know. Even better for speaking to you, Raz. Um, pray everything's good your end. Thank you, my man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, Spence, just a couple of things I want to discuss with you today. Um, obviously, I think no better place to start. Firstly, women's boxing, Saturday night, um, Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron. It's a great fight, undisputed versus undisputed. Uh, just yeah, just get your thoughts on that and um, Katie Taylor's legacy. Katie Taylor's legacy has got to be up there. Katie Taylor's been a fantastic ambassador for boxing. I'm not going to say female boxing. I'm just going to say boxing in general um, because when we talk about boxing in general, Katie Taylor is a general. How she got, she got superb ring generalship. She got really good timing. She puts combinations together really, really well. And she knows how to think. She knows how to gauge rounds like, oh, I could be down a bit. I've got, to, I've got to pick it up. I've always been a fan of Katie Taylor. Always, always, always. And you know what? And she's never ran away from a challenge, the Serrano fight. Um, she's always, she's always been in it. So because of that, we have to props Katie Taylor to know like what she's done for female boxing. She's been fantastic for female boxing absolutely fantastic she'd been fantastic for boxing in general because i think there were a couple females that who came out of i would say like was it the 2012 olympics where we we looked at it and we said you know what this is just boxing now right when the young 17 year old closure shorts when katie taylor when we watched that we was like wow you know what i mean because i was so, um, and also, um, Nicola Adams can't forget her, right? But more so for like Katie Taylor because she opened up my eyes to know, like, I'm watching boxing and not female boxing, and then came along closer shorts. No, I think she's been a, a fantastic ambassador. How tough of a fight is this on Tyler against Cameron? Obviously, Cameron's no walkover, she's an undisputed champion, and for a reason. Uh, how tough is this going to be for Katie? It's going to be very, very tough. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of the size of um, Chantel, the fact that Chantel has got spite and Chantel is a very quick combination puncher, right? Um, Chantel Cameron is a very, very good boxer. And not only that, she's got very good camp as well. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking uh, Katie's camp because she's got good camp, but she's got a really good camp. Like Nigel Travis, who's a, he's a kind of like behind the scenes guy with a flat cap. Nigel Travis really knows boxing because his dad knows boxing. And we can't knock Jamie Moore. Jamie Moore came under the tutelage of Oliver Harrison. Oliver Harrison, God rest his soul, really knew boxing because I would sit down and speak for hours about the game with Oliver. So he's come from good tutelage himself and he was a superb professional fighter. Absolutely superb professional fighter for British Commonwealth and European champion. So salute. So it's good. It's good camps going up against each other. That's that. 
for me, which makes this fight very, very mouthful to me. And for the first time in history, male or female, are we seeing two undisputed champions in the four belt weight era? Yeah. Two champions being both undisputed with their four belts clashing each other. We've never seen it before in, 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 in male or female boxing. So they, they, and this is the thing that should be pumped even more. I had a word with um, Frank Smith the other day. He came on the fighters, right? And and uh, and Frank was saying, yeah, that's something big. So, you know what I mean? It is big. So we've got a big up matching for doing that, you know? Spence, um, historically, the 130 division to maybe the 147 division has always been epic, great fighters going through those divisions. A man on the rise, Devin Haney, undisputed champion of the lightweight division, um, takes on a f another great champion, a former great champion in, in Vasily Lomachenko. A lot of people are sleeping on Lomachenko, saying that he might just be past it. W how do you analyze this? I um, Listen, um, Lomachenko has a fantastic chance of winning this fight. And I mean a fantastic chance of winning this fight, right? Um, because of his experience, would he have like 390 odd fights when he losing one as an amateur? Right? He's 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 really good. That's as cool as it is. But when you're looking at that, somebody having free someone practicing something 300 times in a row, 300 times in a row, knowing about going into competition, 300, 300 times about knowing like in beating those 300 times, that would put you head and shoulders above most professional fighters who are getting ready to go and fight right now, right? So, so when people say, well, he has that, that Devin Haynes had more professional fights than Lomachenko. But when you think about it, them WBS fights that he had, they're professional fights, let's be real. You know what I mean? So when people say, oh, well, he, he, he won, um, he, he, won, he won a world title in his second pro fight, yeah? No, you never, because you had, a, you had WBS fights as well, right? So I don't think people should be sleeping on Lomachenko because Lomachenko is very, very good. But what I am saying is, and I'm just going to keep this thing real, in the gyms in America, in the gyms in America, people have seen that kind of style, what Lomachenko possesses. People on the European circuit will get gassed over it because they're not used to seeing a European fighter fight the way like you'd see an American fighter, especially a black American fighter fight. So they'll call it like it's some wow factor. There is nothing that Lomachenko has done that I haven't seen Pernod Whitaker do. In fact, Pernod Whitaker is better than Lomachenko. Right? But it's only because Europeans weren't used to seeing that kind of style being demonstrated by another European. So you're going to be gassed over it. Oh my God, we're looking at something superb. Don't get twisted. Lomachenko is bloody good right but it's nothing that i haven't seen before right and i'm just keeping this thing totally 100 right so devin haney he's been in the gym with floyd melva zab judah right who was a bloody superb fighter right former undisputed um world waterweight champion and unified junior waterweight champion is his father is his is his sorry is his godfather He's been around great men like Mike McCullough. He's one of the greatest ever doing in the last 50 years, right? So he's been around Floyd Sr., being trained by Floyd Sr. 
being trained by, being in the gym with Floyd Mayover. So those kind of things make you catch up. And also, people need to look like he's younger, he's fresher, he's he's faster than Lomachenko, right? Lomachenko isn't a concussive one-punch knockout. He's a hurtful puncher. But how I'm looking at it here is I believe that Devin Haney can do exactly the same thing as what Teofimo Lopez did, but they're different styles. Teofimo Lopez is a more rounded, and he throws, his timing of these shots are like foot, foot shots, and they're hurtful shots as well. You know what I mean? Devin's ain't. Devin's are more faster. His shots are more faster. They're more accurate, and Devin will be just happy just to pump the jab, and I'll just beat you on the jab. Right? And are we forgetting, it's been many a year now since um, Luke Campbell fought Lomachenko. And Lomachenko didn't overly impress me in that fight. I'm just keeping this thing totally 100. So do I think it's at the right timing? No, I think that Lomachenko is superb, but he's been overgassed for the quick success that he's had. But he is superb. I think Devin Haney is a very, very special, special talent, right? And I don't think that he's going to be overly phased. I think he's... Um, this would not surprise me if Devin Haney would was to stop Lomachenko because he's 35 now. It wouldn't surprise me, okay? And um, I'm going to see in the comments, oh, I'm only picking Devin Haney because he's black, right? Here we go. Right? No, I just break I break down. No, that's you know, you know that's what I'm gonna get because that's what I'm getting in the comments, right? No, I just think that Devin Haney is the younger and fresher man of the two and the more hungry of the two. And not only that, but there were certain parts of Lomachenko's characteristics that I didn't like, like the, the bag of excuses when he came out second best against um Timo Fiona Lopez. Um on a couple of performances it has and he comes up with the excuses. I'm saying like I like you, but I don't like the excuses that are coming out of your mouth. So off of that, I know the tunnel vision that Bill Haney, who I, who I have to give all the props in the world to, who, um, who started off this parent-to-partnership with his son in Devin Haney. Um, and I, I really do think that Devin Haney is a special talent and he should come out victorious. Well, we look forward to a great night of boxing, both in Ireland and in Las Vegas. Um, Spence, I just want to read you a quote that uh, came out a couple of days ago uh, from Carl Froch. And it goes, and I'm reading the exact quote, which is, AJ has a fantastic, has had a fantastic career financially, but maybe it niggles him that he's probably got no real legacy. He's not in the Hall of Fame, unlike the Cobra. Carl well, so Carl well, obviously made those comments about anti Joshua, and I just want to get your response about. Okay. Well, well, well. You know what? Carl Froch is a clever human being. He's a very clever man. You know what I mean, but where I'm from, we call that bad mind as well. You know what I mean, like you're bad minded. I'll, I'll have to 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 my 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 non um, Caribbean and African people who would understand what we mean when we say that's bad mind, right? You know why he's not in the Hall of Fame like Carl Froch? Because in order to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to be retired for five years. Right? But I guarantee you, if he was to retire, if he was if AJ was to retire tomorrow, um, second time, maybe not first ballot, but second ballot around, he'd be he'd, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. 
right? You can't knock the nights that AJ has done or the men that he's beaten. The only two men that he hasn't that he hasn't that he hasn't um, defeated because he's faced everyone. He hasn't faced Tyson Fury. He hasn't faced Deontay Wilder. There's potentiality of him facing Deontay Wilder right now, right? Carl Froch is entitled to say what he's saying because you can't. You have to look at Carl Froch and look at the things that Carl Froch has accomplished. Carl Froch in accomplishment, it's ridiculous. Carl Froch faced everybody in his division, right? He came up second best against Kester, but then he reversed it. He came up second best against Andre Wood, who's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it, right? There's no shame in that. Carl Froch came up second best in it. But when he's saying like, um, on those things about um, Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua is going to do those things. Because let me tell you this, if Anthony Joshua had retired after beating Klitschko, we wouldn't be saying that. If he said, you know what? I've had a fantastic run. I'm so grateful for boxing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm calling, I'm saying goodnight. I'm retiring. Nobody would complain. He'd be up there, right? And when you're saying that Andy Joshua's done well financially, that sounds a little bit like you're begrudging the man that he's done well financially. Are you begrudging him? Knowing that the plethora of money that that man brought into boxing for everybody to eat, everybody else for Anthony Joshua. So when Carl Froch is saying that, I know where it's coming from. And I, I'm telling you, like, Carl Froch is a competitor, right? But I'm going to be real. There could be a little bit of jealousy going on there. How about that? I'm being real because Carl Froch was never indebted to the fans, right? He was respected, but he was never indebted. Anthony Joshua did some crossover thing where everybody was just on Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua broke boundaries made guys who weren't even in the sport we go back famously to <clears throat> Stormzy coming out on a shut up tune and when you hear do 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 what do you think of what do you know the rules what do you think of you i think of anthony joshua dylan white what was that um december of 2015 crazy that's like eight years ago now right that's what we think of None of these boys have done that. When you say that like, Anthony Joshua has, has done well financially, of course he's done well financially. But Anthony Joshua isn't greedy because him doing well financially has made other people in the game go financially. Maybe he's still begrudging Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua broke the record that he was saying when he had 90,000. Anthony Joshua got what? Nine. Anthony Joshua got more people in, in, in Wembley than you. Anthony Joshua was endeared by the public. He was loved by the public. I'm not saying that the public love him now. Things change. This is the game. But... Props and credit to when it's due. And we have to give the props and credit to Anthony Joshua for what he's done. Like, I saw that comment when he was saying, like, oh, if he fights Wilder, Wilder will bang him out in one round. You know what I mean? And I agree with him, but I have to say to you, I could, I could agree with you on that. I could say, okay, then you're Andy, you know what I mean? Because Deontay Wilder, anybody hits, you can knock out. No if so buts, right? But what's the reason why you're really saying it? Right. And the reason I believe the reason why you're really saying it, I think you're feeling slightly aggrieved that Anthony Joshua left uh, Robert McCracken and your allegiance is with Robert McCracken because you're openly spoken about it. Right. But calm down a little piece. You know what I mean? Calm, calm, calm down a little piece. Um, I understand when people say things, where it's coming from. You know what I mean? And I, I, be I, I believe I know where it's coming from. What you're saying there about. Anthony Joshua. You know what I mean? It's coming from a place of bad mind. 
Right? And also, you support your guy. You know what I mean? Robert Crack is your guy. You're going to support him. But it's coming from a place of bad mind. Good, Spence. Um, just moving away from Joshua and, and Carl Froch. Um, obviously, you broke some news a couple of days ago. I haven't been able to catch up with you, but obviously, Daniel Dubois splitting with trainer Shane McGuigan. Um, and you confirmed this on your on your channel. The fight is right that he has teamed up with John Charles. Just let me know when did you, when did this happen? Why did it happen? And and there's a lot happened since. I just want to kind of give you an open question, and you can just elaborate further. But an article came out uh, on Everything Boxing Twitter account last night where it was stated that uh, Shane McGuigan was given an ultimatum by the father of Caroline and, and Daniel. And and he was told that you can only if you keep Caroline, you, I'm going to take Daniel away from you, basically. Well, um, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? But what I am gonna what I am gonna say is this: it's like with David Dubois, the father of Daniel and Caroline, right? He should be commended. I think he's got eleven children, right? They're all in one house. He's got eleven children. Or I don't know, I think it's three different women, right? But he's 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 kind of like the Joe Jackson of boxing, right? I'm gonna be real with you. He is, right? And off of that, I'm saying culturally you should be you you should be commended that you've raised your children. Raising kids is not easy, it's difficult. Anyone knows, you know what I mean? It's not it's not easy. And not you're not always gonna get it right, neither. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real with you, you're not. But You've done something right. I don't know one of your sons is like 10 fluent in, 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 in Mandarin and Cantonese. Crazy, right? So he's he's just been that 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 father who's been overbearing. But you know what? I'd rather be overbearing than, than nonchalant. So when they say, like, oh well, I don't know nothing about oh, if you could keep this one, you can't have I don't want to riff that's going on there. What I am saying is this is like. I understand West Indian culture. I understand African culture. When it comes to parenting, right? It's very stern. It's very biblical. You know what I mean? Don't spare the rod and spoil the child. It's that way inclined. You know what I mean? Not saying that's the right way, but it's 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 a way that has been in today's society that can't be run. So maybe um, Shane not understanding how things are done in in the caribbean afro-caribbean culture he could be aggrieved by certain things or he could be aggrieved by that kind of relationship or all the rest of it but what's done is done what i can say is this he's now with don charles right and people are being very critical to don charles or being very critical to don charles and i'm saying like don charles is a very good trainer who hasn't been given the dues now he's got somebody that he can work with it's a massive arts for him up against Usyk, but he has to work. He's got to work. He's got to put. He's got to earn that. He's got. He's got to earn that cheddar because he's going to have to work and he's going to have to fine tune certain things and bring um, the boy out. I think it's a good thing that the boy is around Don Charles. He's also around Jason Matthews, former WBO middleweight champion, because he's there in the camp as well. I think that's a good thing, right? I think it's a good thing for Daniel has been. Tunnel vision, everything boxing. You know what I mean? So I think now we're going to see more of uh, Daniel Dubois' personality come out because he's going to feel comfortable being around those men. That's what I'm saying. And we shall see what happens from there. 
Spence, obviously, you know the in-house. Obviously, you broke that news a few days ago. Uh, do you think Daniel Dubois takes on Usyk next? Do you think that he goes into that fight next? The purse bids are next week. There are rumours that that fight might not happen next. And, and the governing bodies have said that if Daniel Dubois is not ready, then Deontay Wilder will be asked to, to take on Usyk as, as, a mandatory ch- as, as a mandatory challenger. I think that it's going to be Usyk and Daniel Dubois next because Usyk, we, Usyk's team will be saying, yeah, Daniel Dubois, right. He, he's um, the WBA regular champion. So it's an easy fight to make. It goes to purse bids. Whatever gets done, it gets done. And he will take that fight to think that'd be a decent warm-up to prepare me if I've got to go in to fight anybody in December. If it's going to be Tyson Fury, it could be Deontay Wilder. It doesn't right, right. But I would put him in that, that mindset and that position to say that he's going to go and go and fight those guys. Okay, Spence, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll catch up early next week. Obviously, next week we've got um, no big up, man. But I'm gonna say again, Carl Frotch, you're a bad man, and that's that. You know what I mean? Swear down. It's like everyone's on this, they're waiting for this demise of Anthony Joshua because everyone on this are AJ fights. If AJ fights, wow, he's gonna get knocked out, he's gonna get knocked out. And I want to know when it's like it could be you actually do feel that, but I want to know about where is it coming from. Because I'm telling you this now, if Anthony Joshua was with, was with Robert McCracken, Carl Fox would have never said that thing, ever. And even though Carl Fox is his own guy, but you never have said that. But where is it coming from? Everybody should be get, get behind Anthony Joshua. I'm big up Anthony Joshua hardcore. I see him out the other day, he posted he was out with a with crew, he was out with Nines, who's a fantastic rapper, big up Nines. He was out with those guys. Even, I think, Nines rapped for him when he went out for the Povetkin fight, right? So... I'm saying, Andy Joshua, a lot of people should be saluting that kid. Now, I can't say kid, he's a grown-ass man now, but I'm saying like, but to me, you're a kid, I'm a big man to you, right? But I'm saying like, we should be saluting that guy for what he's done for the country, for professional sports, and for the financing of professional sports, of professional sports, right? Uh, for, especially for boxing. We should be saluting that young man. That's what I'm saying. Spencer Fair on Fire for TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.